hello 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 and welcome back to chat with me chat with me this is episode nine i would be here if i could i can't believe we're on episode nine already although it's probably more like about episode 11 or 12 because um there was a three-parter wasn't there with um like the a to z of symptoms and management and whatnot so yeah episode nine so welcome back i hope you all enjoyed the last episode the little info about decode me and where we're at the moment and a little bit of chat about hobbies and what people can do or try to do whilst um navigating the murky world of MECFS. so today's episode i would be here if i could now this is about a project that is underway currently and you will now be able to listen in as I have a chat to Alison Larkman, who is the founder of this um, project. And um, I believe it's some point in October. I think it's early October. I can't think of the dates offhand, but um, I'm sure Alison will make us uh, more clear in a second. But um, you've got until that point to get your entry into this project. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much now because I want Alison to explain it if you don't know already. So to take part, all the links um, are in our will be in my link tree by this point, and um, that's on Instagram at Chat With Me Podcast <coughs> or at Brooks Me at Swift, and also on um, Twitter at Chat With Me Pod. So you can um, or X now it's not Twitter anymore, is it? Uh, so you can um, find the links there, but they are also in the um, program details for today so if you just go down to the program where it gives you the little blurb about what the episode's about you can click one of the links there and you will be able to learn more about the project she's done learn more about this current project and actually get involved and um, at the end of this episode I will read out the uh, links for you so you do know what they are anyway just in case trying to find them on the program details is too hard but i'll do that and i should say i guess without further ado here's our chat enjoy so welcome to the show and really looking forward to this interview and hearing more about you and your current project i would be here if i could so please alison if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself how long you've had emmy and depending on what you say there might be a few follow-up questions okay um thank you for having me on the podcast um uh my name's alison i am an artist based in bristol um but uh i've i've sort of uh come to the project that we'll talk about in a minute from my own experience of having ME. So when I was in my early 20s, I was ridiculously um, athletic and uh, (laughs) completely bionic, I think, when I look back on it now. And I got glandular fever, which wasn't picked up on, um, and then had about five years of... um, ME type symptoms but back then it was very much unknown um you know it wasn't um uh it didn't didn't even really have a name and then I was sort of all right for about 20 years um and then um a a sort of 10 or so years ago it came back with a vengeance and it just came after a, a 
bout of uh, like a cold or flu type thing, um, it, it absolutely, uh, you know, hit me. And I, I had it very badly for about 18 months. And then I would have a few months where I sort of felt okay, and then it would come back again, and I'd feel okay, and it'd come back again. So um, between those times, I was tr- trying to work out, you know, am I well? Is it gone? Or uh, um, do, do I apply the name ME to this? Or um, and, and actually, um, uh, with the help of um, one of the ME services in uh, Bristol, there's a really amazing um, consultant, Hazel O'Dowd, and she literally said, uh, you know, you have some, you're not well. Um, and you, and, you know, she helped me accept it, which in a weird way, it just made it a lot easier to live with and, and manage. Had you heard of Emmy, interestingly, before? Because um, with you saying glandular fever, that's hit a note with me because that's how my kind of journey with Emmy started. But when I had glandular fever, I'd never heard of Emmy. So it was a, a new one when someone suggested that that could be what I had. So just interested to know if you found out Emmy via someone, whether it was actually um, the, the doctors and the health team that um, thought that that's what you could have. Um, I think initially I'd heard of chronic fatigue, um, which always, I can't stand that name. It does, it sort of slightly belittles what you're going through. So I I used that for a while. And then I always remember there was a family friend and her husband got something called ME and he went from being this uh, sort of city trader um, really ambitious person to to you know basically uh, you know living at home with it and and being really um, uh, you know really impaired by it and but it was odd because they, it had this name me but then it was it was you know so unclear what it was and uh, um, it, it you know there was a lot of sort of sympathy but more for his wife because no one knew what it was and why isn't he getting better um, and that was sort of all I knew about it really and until I I went to the clinic and and uh, you know my eyes were open a, a, about it you know what is it it um yeah yeah and you say that word chronic fatigue is um I think that's one of those things that a lot of people who have um ME CFS will will agree with that once you say the words chronic fatigue that's all everyone kind of zones into especially the people who don't understand the illness or from the outside looking in and I think um yeah it's just it really you said belittles the illness and I think you're 100% correct there it's it there is a symptom that involves fatigue or exhaustion and I think I always feel like it's a lot more than fatigue because you know, people go to work and they can feel fatigue afterwards, if that makes sense. And yeah. it's it's like a level more than that. And I think it's really hard to convey sometimes because when the second anyone says chronic fatigue syndrome, the brain, their brain goes to chronic fatigue, which to be fair, you can understand because that is the title that it's given. But it doesn't really explain the illness as such. And um, I'm really glad that you said that because... I think living with these experiences, we we are the voice that can let people know what it is we we live through on a daily basis. And I think fatigue suggests that with a bit of sleep, they'll be okay. 
Um, and I, I think it's it just, I wish there was another word for tiredness because as you know, it's it's just not the same tiredness as, as other people are, are experiencing where they can go to sleep and wake up and feel rested. Um, and I, you know, I know this is very much spoken about, but um, I, I do feel like the word when, when I was given ME, and I think, you know, labels always come with their pros and cons, but it, it did help me sort of um, almost validate what I was feeling and, and, uh, uh, and what, you know, what this, what this meant. Yeah, validation is such a um, a good word as well because I th I feel that a lot of people and there's also a fair few people who we have to give our hearts to who have ME but don't have the diagnosis because either their doctors don't believe them or they're too sick to go to the doctors and I think it's that to be validated is it shouldn't be that we want that or need that but. I do think we sometimes crave it because I, I, I know it's gaining a bit more interest now what with decode and long COVID. There's a, a few more things that are coming from the outside that are making people's ears prick up and actually pay attention. But um, yeah, validation is a key, isn't it? Because all we want is for, to be believed. And um, <laughs> I've actually got um, a face mask I wear, which um, on the front of it says, no, I'm not just tired <laughs> all the time or something along those lines. Yeah. And that, it makes me think of that because it is more than tiredness. And when you like just looking at this, the, the, the initial findings from Decode, I, I did the podcast um, two weeks ago, which had the findings in it. And I think um, females had more symptoms than males, but both sets were over 30 different types of symptoms, which that is not just fatigue. It's, it, it explains that it's a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think being able to give yourself permission to realise that those other symptoms also belong to what you have um, is is really important because I, I remember one Christmas sitting in a darkened room and it didn't occur to me that the reason all the lights were switched off was because I couldn't have them on. I was just, you know, thinking, oh, well, here I am. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, you know, all of that, uh, there's so many things around just you know the lack of energy that add, add in that is so true and that sounds like a kind of a bizarre Christmas when 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 the whole world pretty much is lit up yeah to be in a dark room that's a real powerful um message there I think yeah, yeah. so before um I well after you um reached out to me about wanting to do this podcast which um I'm really grateful you did. And I remember you saying that you were just getting your website up and running. So I, I did take the pleasure of visiting, um, was it www.alisonlarkman.com? And uh, uh, yes, that's my, my art one. And, and art then one, there's yeah. the project one as well. Yeah, that's right. As, um, which I think I should, I should have the link to, and it will go in the program. Um, um, that as one well. is just um, I would be here if I could dot com. Yeah, dot com that's yeah. right yeah perfect and but looking at your personal one I've seen that you've done a few projects prior to that I would be here if I could yeah which obviously we'll move on to shortly but I'm just interested to um, hear what inspired these and I you did touch on it earlier as well and it's 
that it seems that art is a passion or a kind of way of expressing yourself well that's what I picked up from it anyway yeah I, I've um I mean part well partly because of ME I've gone um back to uh, uh being an artist so I've um but in moments of being well I I ran a clothing company and did all sorts of high stressful things but um <laughs> Um, I think you know when when our world shrink, our, you fall back on your imagination, and that's a huge space. And um, I uh, one time when I was really unwell, I started to build a really small living room, and uh, it was a very boring place, like on purpose. So it's like velour uh, sofa and um, no television, and I ended up. Uh, getting a carpenter to put it in my skirting so I have this tiny little um, uh, living room in my skirting board that's very boring and I then I thought oh I know I'll do an ensuite bathroom in my bedroom and I'll make it very very small and I didn't realize it was completely echoing my own life that shrinks when I don't go outside and I'm you know in bed for long periods of time that your world gets so tiny um and the one thing I found through doing different projects, um, I've done a lot with leaves and how fragile and, and how the light comes through them, which is so beautiful, but they're actually dying. And there's something quite both beautiful and sad about them. And I, I think it, it always surprises me that in a weird way, there's part of me having a conversation with myself that I'm not quite sure why I'm doing it. But when I look back, I think, oh, um, that does say a lot about how I feel about, you know, my condition or, um, you know, just just my thoughts of being me as a person and, um, you know, uh, different aspects of it, I guess. Yeah, that, that, and that kind of comes through looking on the website and seeing what you've, you've done that it does seem that you, especially for I, not necessarily an artistical trained eye, but from an ME trained eye, you can see where the inspiration kind of comes from and it might not like you say make sense at the time you're doing it you just know it's in your head and you want to get it out there yeah but when you actually yeah. look at it you can see it's come from a place of self-acceptance and self-knowledge on your um part of having this illness and I I did you know I did initially think when I went back to art I would be painting these great oil paintings <laughs> very colorful and and instead, I made these tiny little rooms. And um, I, I think it's made me realise there's a whole other side of myself that it is, is also there. And uh, I, I think there's, there's so much benefit in exploring ideas and being creative that, uh, you know, I think is so important with ME because it's, it's a place we can go to. Um, and in some ways, it, from you know, having Emmy and living like I do, I've had to drop a lot of the rules around what I think is good art. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I didn't do an art degree. So um, I've, I'm actually glorying in the fact that it's just an idea and it doesn't matter if it doesn't fit someone's idea. If, if, it, if it relates to someone and they, it, you know, they get it, that's, that's enough, I think. And I think that, is a good message there as well because sometimes it's not about it's something for you and and the fact that you can express yourself in a, in, a, in this way 
I think has led you onto the project that we've got you on to talk about that I would be here if I could. So, um, I mean, there's a little clue in the title to what this alludes to, but how did it come about and what gave you the idea for this project? Well, um, I'd gone back to do a, um, an art course at Newlin Art School um, and they have the most amazing tutors there. Um, and I had to pull out because um, Miami flared up and it was one of these courses where you travel down and you stay for a weekend, every, you know, throughout the, the year. Um, so I didn't actually physically go to very much of it at all, but I wrote an email to the tutor and I said, I'm, you know, I'm having to pull out, I'm, I'm not well. Um, but if I was, I would turn up in a bird hide and I'd be able to look at you all. Um, but I'd have a mirrored window so you couldn't see me, but I'd take up a lot of room and I'd just lie there in bed. So, and I was thinking, wouldn't that be amazing? You could be in bed, but, and in your own little room, but you could kind of see what was going on. Um, and he challenged me. He said, well, if you're well enough, uh, you can, you know, build it and you can have it in this gallery. Um, and a friend of mine built it and I, I still wasn't well enough, um, but it went down and, and they took artistic photos of it um and I kind of looked at it and I thought it was a really good idea but it's kind of a fancy cube in a fancy gallery and it doesn't say anything about why it was there and actually this this bird hide should be out at all the places I would love to be that I I can't get to at times um and that was really the where the idea came from and then sort of through um you know, being in contact with various people with ME, I started to ask people, you know, where would you be if you could? And um, and I got the most amazing responses back, you know, people wanting to be, you know, at Penny Fan or, uh, you know, someone just wanting to see their children uh, playing in the playground. And it just really moved me that we're so invisible at these points. And yet, wouldn't it be amazing to take a voice to that place and just explain to someone, you know, I would be here if I could. Um, and so that's really where the idea came from. It's taken quite a few years to develop. Um, and now the Arts Council England have given me some funding. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's going to happen. But uh, it does make me realise my ambition is not, is not, uh, hampered by having me at all <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's really good and I did notice that as well that um I think it's on the web page for it that it said that, that um you've got the funding for it which is really good I also saw by your Instagram which I think it is um at, I would be here if I could isn't it I think that is your handle yeah um, yeah that you trialed this project a, couple, a week or two ago you put the mirror out there I just wondered um, how that went and what kind of feedback you got from it well it was interesting because um the company that are making the mirror box um um which will take messages to these places and it's a mirrored all of the way around and when you step inside it's a two-way mirror so you can see out but basically you become invisible so I like the idea it's mirrored because if you placed it somewhere, it's sort of invisible. And also the idea that whoever's there has a sense of what it's like to be cut off. Um, so the, we've been testing materials in a much, much smaller mirror box. So it's probably, you know, about uh, 
50 centimeters high, but it was absolutely amazing taking it out because um, because of the shape of the box, you're getting different reflections on different sides. So at one point there's people walking past and you can see them walking past part of it, but it doesn't reflect on the other side. So um, it was great. It was, it was one of those moments when you think, wow, this is gonna look amazing when it happens. Um, so, I, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and the mirror, like you say, that I like that idea of you can see them walking past you, but they can't um, see in. And the fact that when they've gone, the reflection's gone very quickly, which I think is a kind of most people with Emmy will be able to relate to that in, in, in some sense. And I did, while, while you were talking about it, I did have a point. Are you, um, when you set this mirror, box up properly are you going to put like a mattress or some sort of bed inside or will it just be you can walk into it um it will be that you can walk into it so my feelings is that the most people that will will visit it will be people at places where you know people with me can't get to um and the tour won't be telling people where it's turning up except if it's your message we will tell you ahead of time we're turning up here and we'll hopefully either live stream um, the the experience or there'll be a way of the person whether they're you know if they're well enough to to kind of experience some of it so it it is looking a bit like a uh it's less of a cube now partly because of the construction issues we're, we're having and more more of a like almost like a telephone box um and um, it will be, um, there will be Bluetooth headsets. So someone will have that kind of intimacy of hearing a message as if you've left it, you know, just for them. Um, and one of the people that I, I was texting who's got severe ME, um, she, I was telling her about this idea. This was, a, a, you know, at least a year ago now. And she said, oh, would they write me a postcard? Because then I know they've been there. And um, I just thought that was an amazing idea that it's not just about putting your message out. It's about someone being able to respond, you know, someone beyond people you know, beyond social media, just being able to write you a postcard and say, yeah, I heard your message, you know, hello from me or hope you're right or um and and I think that's kind of part of it so there's a loop to it um just to connect people who will be never connected I love that that is a real real good idea because there will be people um like for instance who might not be able to get to them where the place is that they've put down and um the idea that someone could leave them a note and you possibly probably have never met or known this person ever so the fact that they're leaving you leaving you a note because they've gone in there and listened to your message I, I really like that and um, which again will now lead to how do we get involved if you want to take part in this um, um, well, a message. Um, that's a good question um one of the reasons I really wanted to be on your podcast is um to invite anyone who would like to leave a message to visit our website um I say I it's me and all the people in my head really <laughs> <laughs> um the website I would be here if I could.com 
has got a um, sort of a three-step process on how you take part. I've made guides um, to help with ideas of the type of message you might want to leave, um, uh, instructions on the best way of recording it, which can just be done on your phone, um, and then how to send it in. Um, and um, what I'm finding is there's some absolutely lovely messages coming in. My feeling is, is I don't want to edit them. They're your voice. It's your message. Um, I'm, I'm the person organizing this kind of uh, box to amplify your absence, to move around the, the country. And I, I think the more messages we get, the better, because I've the project is also going to have an online map and it will host every single voice on this map. So people can go on and, and, you know, scroll around the UK and see, you know, hear messages at different points. Um, and it's amazing where the types of places people are wanting. There's some ones that I think, you know, these are, of course, wonderful, you know, beaches in Cornwall and they're beautiful messages. But equally, I think ones where it's a, a nightclub or a shopping centre or a salsa class or you know it's those ordinary everyday things that I also think have got so much power because that it's the ordinary we don't have anymore and I think it's the ordinary you crave in a way um you know just to not to be in an ordinary life where you don't have to think about will I be able to get there you know um it, it, you know how much energy will it take all that anxiety around it yeah, I, I I love the idea of the map because I did looking at your site see that um, you can upload a picture that will then go on the the map, which I thought was really clever. But the fact that you'll be able to hear what the people around the UK are saying will be equally powerful, I think, because you'll be able you will get so much, probably a major contrast in what people the kind of activity or the place that they want to visit. And like you say, the idea of someone going to a shopping centre or a nightclub or a pub or something like that is quite something that a lot of people generally do anyway. Um, obviously, nightclub, I think some people's nightclubbing days are over, but, <laughs> you, you know, they're nothing out of the ordinary. And that, I think, hits a note with how much this illness can take take away from you, in a sense. And I was, I was going to say, what are you hoping for? or from this project like what is what is the message or your vision but I think you've kind of summed that up anyway with the last part about getting just ordinary messages being left in the mirror box yeah and I I would say you know some you know some someone sent in a poem which is beautiful and then someone else has left a tiny little message but each one is like a slice of their life and it's it's a real honor I mean I'm, it's to hear the messages, to to kind of just have these bits of people's lives and just to be able to amplify that. Because I think on the one hand, there's a need to make people aware that can't see you, that you would have been there if you could. It's not been a choice that you're not there. You've had that choice taken away. Um, but I also feel like there is a slight comedy element in the fact that this mirror box will pop up randomly, uh, won't always have permission. Um, it may fall off the top of a mountain or it may get stuck somewhere. And I think to kind of glory in the fact that it's not going to 
be this uh, you know it's it's sort of a collective of people who can't be there watching this crazy thing moving around the UK I I think that makes me well it does it makes me smile to think there is there is a power in humor as well I think that can also tell a story I definitely agree that humor is I think such a major factor when you don't have much else going on that you do need to be able to laugh at things and I think the idea of um, seeing the mirror box turning up to somewhere so normal and people not having a clue what it's about, I think will cause, um, might, I would imagine would cause a bit of intrigue as well. Yeah. As um, it's funny from our point of view, because we know what's going on and knowing that the general public don't. And I, I think that probably will get a bit of, a um, bit more exposure to the condition as well, because um, I, I can imagine people reporting what the, what the heck is this, great big mirror doing it so yes. it does give you a that sense of humor and um yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing how it how it go how it takes how the public take to it um I'm pretty sure the ME population will love it and know all about it but it'd be interesting to see how the general public kind of see it yes and yeah in, in recall in reference to to leaving the messages do you is it just people who have me cfs or can it be um can carers for instance leave a message or people with other chronic conditions or is it just going to be tailored around the experience of and someone with me that's a really good question um Emmy is my lived experience, so it sort of started with Emmy and long covid as a focus partly because we share so many you know, symptoms in a way. And, but I think it it is this experience of being unable to be at places that are special and important to you. Um, so other people have contacted me and I'm more than welcome. It, I, I think it's, it's got the focus of ME, but, um, and long COVID, but, uh, you know, if, if, there were so many other things like fibromyalgia, you know, it goes on and on and on of, you know, people with cancer, people who've had car accidents, you know, all reasons where, where this kind of ability to get somewhere has been taken away that you, that's so special. Um, so it is very much open uh, to that. And I'm, I, I'm aware as well, you know, there are people where the, you know, leaving a message is uh, having left, my message recently I thought oh my god this is a big ask because not only is it just talking about a place it's all the grief and feelings you have around it and um I I think some people you know that isn't that is a huge ask for them and if they have a carer or a friend um that that can leave the message for them that's completely fine as well um um yes and I um I think it's that kind of making yourself quite vulnerable because you're talking about something in a way you don't necessarily have to talk about your symptoms, but talking about a special place will make that person at the special place wonder, why aren't you there? And then it's that whole kind of gentle introduction to the fact, well, there's, you know, how many millions of us aren't at these places and just, it's not to bash them over the head with it. It's just a kind of a, an awareness and a, a reminder that there are other people that, that you know, would be standing next to them. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing that, that I really love as well, the fact that um, any random person will go into that box and listen to the message. And it could be someone that knows you. It could be someone that has no idea who you are at all. And 
it, I, th- I just see that it's going to be a really strong project come to life when it does come about next. It's next summer, isn't it? it yes, starts, so it's yeah. going to start around, in or around um, uh, Air Me Day in May, and then it will run until uh, uh, sort of probably just after severe Emmy Day in August. It might run a little longer or a little shorter. Um, uh, it's um, uh, the planning of it hasn't hasn't started, and uh, and uh, uh, another grant's going in to help uh, you know a team to come and um, help with it because I'm completely unreliable to be carrying a. You definitely do need a good team behind you on this. Yeah, and and one that's um uh, uh I've had this lovely project support person called Orla whose father's got Emmy. I think it's just that understanding of working with someone who can be quite unreliable because of energy. Um, uh, is you know it's a it's a it's a very um you're asking for someone to have a level of understanding that often it's quite hard for them to to get to that point so yeah um, especially um if they've never experienced this illness before but having someone who is has gone through it via their father having it or any member of their friends or family i suppose um gives them that level of understanding of what this illness can can be like that you know you could have moments where you can do things but then all of a sudden you might um, get the dreaded post-exertional malaise hit you or yeah. you flare yeah. up and um, you could be bedridden and not able to do stuff. So that's good to know that you've got a good team behind this and it does sound very exciting. And um, one thing I should say as well, which I kind of, it brings out the, uh, um, I, I think the, the sense of, of importance for me is that, and I did get slightly criticised by this um initially when I put my grant in they said oh you're doing you've put in a lot for publicity and for me it's not publicity it's amplifying and amplifying absence is just as important as the mirror box appearing which is just as important as a message that's in there so I'm hoping this won't be quiet that it will disrupt places and it will you know it's people will get curious about it because in that way then they hear about you know wider than the project they hear about what's it like to live with Emmy or long covid you know what these you know we're part of a society but you might just not see us but we're still here um and that that sort of uh, volume of shouting from from my personal point of view needs to happen um uh yeah i just I, I'm hoping it it does it does uh, quote ripple a few things. That would be that would be great. It kind of makes me think of a, a low level punk movement, like kind of anarchy in a way to, yes. to disrupt in the um, country a little bit and make it yeah. Go, oh, oh, I oh. think that would be marvelous. I, I I really hope that's what happens. And I I'm aware I sit in a slightly odd place in that I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not in a traditional life because of having Emmy, as I know you'll appreciate. So when you've thrown a few rules out, we might as well celebrate it and, um, you know, just see what happens. Um, I, I think that that part of it is is going to be interesting to see how, it, you know, how, how loud it can go to, to really making this point um, known. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's um, a really really good point there that um it'd be interesting to see how loud 
it will go and how I, I think you're going to get like the, the, the news, whether it will be local news or national news, I'm not sure, but I think it will get onto something because people will be just in, interested to see what's going on. Um, I did have one other question, which I think might be a bit silly, really, but have you got any more projects lined up or is basically this is your project right now and if anything comes from it and, and you can develop it or whether you've got something afterwards, you're just going to put that like a nail in it until this is finished? Um, that's a, it's actually a really good question because I am... Um... I'm really bad at pacing myself and I do suffer from enthusiasm. So I've got lots of ideas. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I am, but I, I've really struggled um, uh, holding this project in my head and having enough uh, energy for other things. So I, I am in a way having to put... Um, a few things in down on a piece of paper and put it away for a little um, while, but um, um, it's hard because they do pop up again. Um, so um, we, we'll see. Um, I my dream would be for another country to take the box and take it and and you know have their communities be able to use it in the same way. I think it would be wonderful if it was just forever traveling about, reminding people that. There were people that would be there, um, but you know that's that's my enthusiasm speaking again. And I guess that's a really good kind of almost way to end the interview because um, it would be amazing if the, the success from this next year kind of le kind of launches it into a different stratosphere. If you like, go into a different country would be a really good sort of end goal to say it's not just the UK because Emmy doesn't. Um, discriminate it hits every single walk of life so it would be um good to get a different country and also to hear their different um what because obviously different countries have different cultures as well so it'd be yeah. interesting to hear yeah. what their um take of what they miss or feel they would love to um let people know what they miss sort of thing and um, so yeah that's really good and i do the last question i did have was it's a simple one, really. Is there anything you would like to add for the listeners um, about yourself or the project? Anything you would like to add to our discussion today? Um, well, firstly, huge thanks for letting me chat about it because I'm so determined it's going to happen. Um, uh, I think people have been lovely with their comments. Uh, you know, it is it is run by me, so sometimes things get a bit haphazard on the technology front because <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it, the support I've had is amazing and um, I am always open to ideas and suggestions um, I think there's a large element of this is where the, the voices it, it are just as much part of the artwork as the original idea so um, if someone wanted to have a song, record a conversation, do anything that's slightly different. That's also, you know, really welcome chatting about that and seeing, um, you know, what we could do. So, um, yeah, I, I hope people are encouraged. I really would love people to leave messages. But again, I do appreciate it's a hard thing to do. Um, and even if you just follow it, that's wonderful too. Um, so, yeah, and any form of... Uh, participating or just enjoying it um that's wonderful perfect 
and I did leave my message as well um, yesterday. I, I know you asked me last week if I'd done it. I thought I had, but I think what I did was um, type where I would go and put it on, I think it was on your Instagram page. So it was only really with doing a bit more research. I was like, oh, I haven't done it at all, actually. So, <laughs> so oh, I actually, well done. <laughs> yeah, Thank so I actually, um, prompt, it prompted me to have a look into it a bit more. So because um, I'd been following it on Instagram and I loved the idea of the mirror box and then actually being able to read a bit more and learn a bit more is what's made me even more excited about doing this podcast. So I'd like to say a big thank you so much for taking your time to drop by today and I am, like I said, really excited for this project and what it will show, not just to the UK, but to the world, because I think it will hit, if, especially if it's on social media or the news, people are going to pick up on it. And um, it's kind of going to let the world know how it can feel being one of the millions missing with this yes. illness. So, Yeah, thanks so much. And I'd love to come back once once the mirror box is touring about, it would be lovely to just share some of those experiences that that have happened by by it actually being out there would be wonderful. Yeah, and we'd love to have you back on for this because um, I think this sort of like this time next year would have would have been finished in theory. So yeah. we'll try and sort out a podcast catch up and see how it's going. Maybe even do one after Christmas to see how the plans are going. Yeah, um, that, with it that as well. would be great. Hopefully, um, uh, you know, that it will be cantering on, forced along with my enthusiasm. But I think yeah. it's going to start picking up momentum then, which will be wonderful. Perfect. And the only other thing I just thought of, in the, I hadn't um, thought about this before, um, but if and when the mirror box goes to the place that you um, have put down and recorded your message, poem, whatever it is that's been left, will we know the people that have sent it in? Will they know prior to it? Or... Yes, um, that's a that's a really good question. Um, we will contact whoever. Um, so every message will go on to the online map. So your message will be heard. It won't just disappear. Um, and then in planning the tour, the the tour team, um, um, they will um, contact people to let them know um, about the, that we will be visiting your place. And the hope is that we'll be able to chat to them while it's happening. Um, uh, there's an idea that we could also, if people are following the project, which will be from January, I think, um, that if you're following the project and you've put in your postcode, if the mirror box is going to be within, a say, a 25-mile radius, two days before you'll be texted and with this is where the mirror box will be turning up. Um, um, partly the mystery of it, I think, is very intriguing, but also the slight lack of permission. Yeah, of course. <laughs> means there's a gorilla nature to it, but um, we want to be, you know, bring along the ME and long COVID community with us. It's not, it's not about taking um, messages and then saying thank you and off I'll go with a piece of artwork it it's kind of a movement I think so we're, we're working on that and how we can do it the best way possible I love that and movement is such a great word and such a great way to end this interview um thank you so much again for coming on and um I just wanted to get that one cleared up because I was like oh because my what, the pit, pit, place I said is um miles hundreds of miles away from where I actually live so the chance of me getting there very remote but I've got family and friends that are in that area 
who could well go to see it which would be lovely so yeah but um yeah so thank you for clearing that that was more of a personal question for me I probably will help the people that are listening to but um again we'll leave it there I think and thank you so much Alison for coming on board and I can't wait to catch up with you next year about the planning and also once the mirror box is touring that'd be fantastic And there we have it. Thank you so much, Alison, for that insight and for initially reaching out to ask if I could include this project on an episode of Chat With Me, Chat With Emmy. And um, yeah, that was really nice. Um, it's really nice having someone else on. I know I've had Aurora come on before, which is it's always nice and insightful because children basically tell, the, tell you how it is, don't they? <laughs> but it's been lovely chatting and learning more about the project. And I hope some of you who already knew about it know a bit more and some of you may not have known about it at all i hope you're now a bit more clued in obviously if you have any questions you can direct them at me and i'll get them to alison um or you can visit her on her instagram page which is at i would be here if i could so um she should be easy enough to find but i will today put her profile up on the stories um so that you can follow her follow the project and as I promised at the beginning, um, if you would like to take part, you can go to her um, website, www.alisonlarkman.com, or you can go to the actual project um, site, which gives you a little bit more information on what to do, how to upload, how to take, take the recording and whatnot. And that's on www.iwouldbeherefiecould.com forward slash take dash part. Now, um, there was another link, which is also, all of this is in your in the program details and will be on my link tree on at Brooksmithswift and at Chat With Me podcast. I just, it was such a long link to read out. I, it would have just been confused, confusing because there were so many different letters, numbers, characters. So um, that, again, is on my link tree and is in the program details and it is the form that takes you directly to where you fill out your info, upload your MP3 voice memo and whatnot. So uh, that's on there too. I just want to say a big thank you again to Alison. It was really nice having you on the show. And as for the next show, I'm not 100% sure what I'd be doing yet because I've possibly got another interview lined up. I just don't know if she will be able to take part within the next couple of weeks or not so um, once I know more I'll let you guys know but if not I will use one of the um, topics I wanted to talk about at some point anyway so further ado hope you enjoyed this episode hope you enjoy the rest of your week I hope you have as few symptoms as possible or at the very least they're as manageable as possible and that's it I'm Michael Brooks and I will be back with you chat with Emmy chat with me very soon